When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. My Talk 1071. You're listening to Pat Pap and E-Bone. <laughs> How about that for a working show? I don't think title. that's great. We uh-huh. should keep working on that. Should we give her a little taste of what we do when we come up with the... Yeah, we'll, give a, we'll give a shot. Is this a shorty? Uh, what do you want? Short? Uh, we'll, do, we'll do a long one. Okay, here goes. Good morning, it's Pap Pap and E-Bone Liver Paste Talk. Kevin, oh, what the heck? Come on, that was quick. I thought I was getting nine seconds. Right, it's also, it's pate. It's not liver paste. Okay, so I wasn't sure. <clears throat> I wasn't sure. We'll do it again. Here's a longer <clears throat> Hey, it's Pap Pap and E-Bone in the mornings. 844 is your time. Liver pate talk coming your way. We should keep workshopping that Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia. It's just right. It's so nice. How many people do they bring into a studio to sing those yeah, songs? Because it sounds like a group, like a chorus. And they're all like, just, you know, they kind of punch it. and then blah, 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 blah. Uh, Hang on. I know we are going to get to Adele news here in a moment, but as has become the new custom here on our show, I would like to read a an internal company email that just came through uh, to my email inbox. Uh, we have all been invited for the annual State Fair kickoff party. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. Which is happening Wednesday, August 17th. It's exciting this for you Wednesday. TV people, Elizabeth. Why it's not exciting for you? Because we have to wait for you guys to like wipe your mouth of the barbecue sauce and, <laughs> and floss your teeth of the corn on the cob before we're allowed to step on the And then you the guys grass. get to pick through the rest of the carcass. Yes. So there was like, apparently... We take, all the, we take the choice organ meats and yes. then you guys get the ligaments. And I don't know if I'll still be grandfathered in no, as a not. former major local television star beloved <laughs> by the Twin Cities or if I'll be treated like radio scum because the, the, the lore over here goes... And there are real... There are real feelings about this party. It's not even a bit. I thought it was a bit. It's not a bit. Apparently, there was a time years ago when radio was like, oh, wow. So, like, no one's in the cafeteria today, so we eat up there. Let's go eat up there. They went, and they were told to wait. As they were ready, I, oh, this looks so good. I'm hungry, and it's lunchtime. They were told to wait until... TV royalty eight. <laughs> they had to go to the back of the line. And so if you bring it up, it's a really sore spot. And so now this year's State Fair uh, kickoff barbecue is going to be a first for me because I will be now, as part of Radio Scum, I will be very likely at the back of the line. Yeah. I'll be watching you. I bet Ben Lieber's going to bring his own blended <laughs> drink or something like that. Some I won't even crap. be there, unfortunately. 
Oh, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be there. Can um, I wear one of your shirts and say I'm new, <laughs> yes. just so I can eat a little quicker? <laughs> For sure, as long as you find someone to stuff your bra appropriately. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, that's too bad that that happened. But you know, there's there is some maybe some friendly competition, which is like the Wait. TV side versus Wait. the radio. Hang side. on, hang on. <laughs> I'm seeing an update. Is there some equality? There, well, yeah. Oh boy, this is interesting. Oh, I have this email. The food is going to be served from noon until one in small print below. Rocco, you'll love this. <laughs> it says, and I quote: "All non-TV employees <laughs> eat from 11 a.m. to 11:45, which is." Both good and bad at the same time. It's good in that you get first dibs. It's bad in like, please clear the premises before television comes through because they don't want to know that people that look like you work here. It's just line management is what it is. There's a big line and there's limited table space. All non-TV employees. I am offended. I'm going to ask Tom. I'm going to email Tom Raycamp back, our uh, head of building services, to ask him, what line am I supposed to get in? Aren't I grandfathered in? No, he's going to tell you you're not. He's going to say to you, do you have a television contract? And you're going to say no. What if I said I'm still bound by a (laughs) non-compete? That gets me in. That gets me in. You know, that might get you in. That actually might get you in. I had a radio contract for a long time, and then they just let it go, and they never said anything about it again. And then I just continue to show up. That's on the occasion. best way to go. It works out so well. Contracts scare me. Oh man, I like a non-contract. It really life. is when you got to go up to legal and sign your life away. I don't. It's simultaneously like comforting slash terrifying. It's okay. It's okay. I think Adele may may have broken a contract. She for sure broke a contract, and I bet it really cost her. This is so wild and. Adele being at Caesar's Palace might have gotten me to Vegas, and very few things in life would get me to Vegas. Well, you might have a chance again coming soon. Uh, She's on the cover of Elle magazine. I'll read this to you a little bit, just the intro to the article where she immediately addresses it, the elephant in the room. They say it was the morning of January 20th, by the way, Mm. that this all um, happened. Adele recounts saying it was the worst moment in my career by far. By far. I was so excited about those shows. It was devastating. Now, she, of course, posted a video where she was tearful and just like, guys, I can't do the show. Yeah, it's that not ready. That was how we found out. Yep. Here's how it reads. Rocket, do you have any uh, instrumental music that would supplement but make it not um, Adele? It's got to be royalty free so we don't have to cut it out of the podcast. No. But I'll, you want something what's sad? Yeah, uh, please. Okay, I'll work mm. on it. You can swell it whenever it's the time. Okay. Um, Be- before Adele posted the video, she'd been up for more than 30 hours straight, tormenting herself over a choice she'd known for a week was the right one to make. But her team, already ravaged by absences from the Omicron surge, felt they'd accomplished more under tighter deadlines before. And there was so much on the line. Months of planning and rehearsals, her crews and band's livelihoods, and untold dollars in investment. Not to mention that many thousands of ticket holders had planned travel around birthdays, anniversaries, and graduations to come to Vegas and see her. Adele was terrified of letting everyone down, but... She also knew in her bones that something about the show did not feel authentic to her. She said, quote, there was just no soul in it. The stage setup wasn't right. It was very disconnected from me and my band, and it lacked intimacy. And maybe I tried too hard to give it those things in such a controlled environment. She goes on to say, here's the, here's the moment when it happened. At a dress rehearsal the night before she announced her cancellation, She got frustrated enough that during the first song, she walked to the end of the 15,700-square-foot stage, sat down, crossed her legs over the side. 
Then she pulled her mic away and started singing a cappella to the mostly empty 4,300-plus seat Coliseum. Even unplugged, she says, quote, they could hear me up at the top. And as she sang, Adele looked out into the first few rows and realized it was exactly this feeling that she'd been missing, an intimate and unpretentious moment with a stardom that has over 15 years and more than 120 million albums sold worldwide become its own life force. She said, this would be the best part of the show for me and for you. This is what I want. And none of that, she gestures to her hand behind her, like none of that with what was happening in Vegas has that. The next morning, she called off the shows. Wow, did that song end just at the right point? That was perfection. Was um, your, your thoughts when you hear Adele talking about sort of the internal stuff that she was going through and a little bit more of the reason why we've got about 30 seconds. I just think that um, I think she could have fixed it. And I think they could have stripped it down. And I think they could have made it great. I've seen Celine Dion in that space mm-hmm. in Caesars Palace. It's the, That amphitheater is unbelievable. It's beautiful. It's made for a voice. Mm. Just a voice. Mm. And I feel sad for her, but I think she could have fixed it. Yeah, I wonder if there could have been a moment where she said, guys, this is part of the show where there would have been pyrotechnics and all that. I've called it all off. Yeah. I didn't call the whole thing off, but right. I called that part off yeah. and I'm going to sit here. Yeah. I want to sing you guys three songs. Yeah. Kill the mic. I don't even need this. I Crowd know. goes crazy. It would have been amazing. Yeah. I think uh, she could have also just, yeah, she could have understood that it could have been an evolution too. sit there, do a few shows, then yeah. evolve. Yeah. I don't know, Adele. Yeah, I bet you she feels back for Although she looks back and says she's proud of the bravery that she had to make that decision because it was a very tough call to make. That is for sure. Uh, and it impacted a lot of folks. So anyway, she's on the cover of Elle magazine. You can go to Elle.com if you want to check out the whole article. When we come back, we'll do a little food news. Mm. Elizabeth has been eating liver paste right out of a tube. We'll find out why <laughs> when we come back. Hey, friends, what's up? It's Steve for Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters. Man, what a great place to see a show. If it's been too long... Since you've been to Chan, what are you waiting on? You can go there. Uh, you can get dinner and a show. It's fabulous. Of course, right now on the main stage, they have got Footloose, which audiences are loving, critics are loving. Get your tickets, ChanHassonDT.com. That's where you can also get your concert tickets. You can fill up each and every weekend if you want with music because they have live music every weekend out of Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Coming up this Friday and Saturday. Uh, how about this? Forever Everly. The music of the Everly Brothers is going to be on stage. You can get that. Sunday, how about I Am Woman Hear Me Roar? All of your tickets will be found at Uh Of course, they've got Brindisi's Pub there. They've got all sorts of stuff that happens there. Uh, Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. They do improv comedy every Friday and Saturday night. If you need to shake up date night, do a little something, then dinner and a movie, ChanhassenDT.com. Hi, welcome back. It's Don and Steve. The experience on My Talk 1071. Donna Valentine has worked in the radio industry for a long time and she has accrued vacation time. She has. Isn't that exciting? And she's using it. She has got uh, friends and fam in town. So she is being a tourist in her own town. We heard her putting together the list last week on the show. And so uh, sweet. we trust that she'll come back with all sorts of stories. I have a question regarding hamburgers, but I will wait. Because I follow Elizabeth Reese on social, like we all do, at Eliz Reese. I'm filling in for Donna, by the way. Hi. Hey, sorry, Elizabeth is here. She's on Twin Cities Live. Well, not everybody knows, you know. You're a legend. I don't, I am a has-been around here, so I got to just show up on occasion. Thanks to Donna for asking me to come in. You are to local radio what I am to local TV. A has-been. (laughs) Has-been. 
absolute has been, you know, no longer uh, needed. It's okay. One can only do multiple jobs for so long. That's exactly right. It feels it feels just fine. I follow you on Instagram. On the gram. I'm pumping out the content. And I'm making I'm, the reels. When I'm not being told to buy a sauna, I'm I so sauna obsessed. see you talking about liver. Now, Elizabeth, <laughs> listen, I like I like healthy things. I like unhealthy things, but I also like healthy things. Uh, look at me. I'm an Adonis. You know, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I enjoy smoothies. I like kale. I like spinach. I like superfoods, yada, yada. Yeah, you'll choke down like a bad tasting green drink if you think that it's good for you. So th- I don't understand why you're all why your undies are all bunched up. I'll like, do you, you want to stretch it out and unbunch them? I have got liver paste in my undies right now. And I <laughs> That's just so disgusting. Like, like it. You're so disgusting. That's so disgusting. That's you're disgusting because you're <laughs> posting this garbage on social media. I'm going through your Insta stories the other day and it says something like if you haven't tried it yet, you're missing out or whatever. I'm obsessed with liver paste. No, it's pate. Don't offend the French. But remember when we had someone a few years ago? Her name was Kate Dubler. You can say it. The Real Food RN. And yeah. she came on for a test segment because we were like, we wanted some new guests on Twin Cities Live. So we brought them in. I think it was like a Saturday or something. It was sometime when it wasn't on the show. And we had her do. We would have never allowed that to happen. It could have been Saturday. Saturday. All right. So maybe it was just <laughs> early in the morning. I don't know. We have her on. Mm-hmm. And she tries to give us. Some liver garbage. Right. She tried to give us liver cubes. So what I think what Kate does is she blitzes up liver, sardines, <laughs> and like a couple of other choice ingredients. She blends them up in the food processor and then she puts them in like little ice cube trays. She freezes them and then she thaws them out one at a time and then she takes it down like a champ every morning. This is a big thing. My current Twin Cities Live co-host... Ben he's Lieber, doing liver. He does liver oh, Lord like every heaven. morning. He's he started doing it. And who um, talked who into doing liver? We had a uh, we had a discussion of like I'm trying to do. I think I want to do this. And then it was like Ben started doing just this raw liver, and that's what a lot of people listen. What's the benefit of liver doing this is gross stuff? According to many nutritional experts, I'm not a nutritional expert, and I'm also not a doctor. So please consult your doctor. I don't need a lawsuit out of this, Steve. <laughs> um, Liver is one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. Now, many will argue that you have to make sure that it's sourced properly, that mm. it's, like, really good. So, like, you would use grass-fed beef, you would use pasture-raised chicken, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, then I had a woman on my podcast. She did a couple of episodes with me and Marjorie Punnett. Our podcast is called Best of the Nest, in case you were wondering. Right, Rocco? You love it. And right. um, <laughs> she was talking about nutrient-dense foods, And liver was at the top of her list. And so I was saying, I'm like, I'm struggling because I would like to incorporate some liver into my diet, but I'm like, I can't do this. Just like take down raw liver. Like it's just not. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. going to work for me. And I've wow. always had low iron. I've had three babies in the last seven years and four pregnancies. And I've had low iron throughout the whole thing. And I think a lot of women can probably relate to that. And iron's a way to get, you can get iron through liver. Now, may I? May I? Yes. You can also get iron through just a a little capsule. Yeah, and guess what they do? Constipate the his L out of you. Okay. A lot of people really struggle with iron supplements, myself included. But the liver's not stopping you up? This is a safe place, right? I can talk about this stuff. And so... Rocco's dad uh, is a butt doctor. That's true. He's a former proctologist. That's why he has a bidet. So... (laughs) I, um, so Laura, who was on our podcast, told me about this liver pate that she makes. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I went to her store in Stillwater. I bought pasture raised livers, chicken Mm. livers. And then I used Jacques Pepin's recipe Mm. for chicken liver pate. And I made it and it's unbelievable. He's like a super famous French chef. Very, very well known. It's so good. And if you go to like lots of restaurants, they like on a charcuterie board, they'll have like a liver pate. What is pate? It's basically just like a uh, like a blended liver like spread. So you put it on mm. like I've been putting it on sourdough bread or like on half of an English muffin and then I eat it <laughs> for breakfast. And it's oh so good. Gosh. And it's energizing. And so Why I would did you ruin an English muffin <laughs> every nook and cranny. It really is delicious. So then I was with my friend Gavin Kaysen. Ever heard of him? He's kind He's of He's one deal. of my friends too. Well, did you go eat Brenzino with him last Monday? No. I did. Really? So I was chatting with Gavin and I said, I've been making this chicken liver pate and it's so good. And he was like, oh my gosh, Jacques is amazing. He's like the nicest guy. And I'm like, I'm going to bring you some of my pate because I want to see what you think about it. And he's Mm. very genuinely excited. So you are, you're still in the process of, you haven't yet brought your liver pate to Gavin. No, because I'm going to make a new batch because I make a batch and then I freeze it in jars and then I defrost it and eat it. And it's been so, so good. It's like super energizing, Steve. I'm telling you, you think it's like a gross thing. It's really like half chicken liver, half grass fed butter. I mean, what do you want from me? Something besides the chicken liver is what I want. No, I do want energy. Yeah. I'm in search of energy. And it's super energizing. And I will tell you, I have noticed a significant difference on the days that I eat that. Huh. I feel more energized. And this is what um, lots of other people who consume liver, if you look it up, they will say that it's like a big energy boost. Now, I've been doing, when I am a little low, Bang Energy Drink, which is sold downstairs, 300 milligrams of caffeine and some creatine. Ugh. It's awesome. I can't. The flavors are like pink cotton candy my living nightmare <laughs> my living nightmare i'll stick to my pate we're gonna play a game we didn't even get the burger talk we'll get Shoot. there later okay uh 651-641-1071 that's the number to call and you can play the college of pop culture knowledge call now we'll play it next hey welcome back it's don and steve the experience on my talk 1071 where talk is fun elizabeth reese from Twin Cities Live is my co-host today. Hi, guys. DJ Rock Lobster is clomping behind the glass, which is where we prefer that he clomp. clomp. Uh, And we are going to play a little game. Let's do it. Time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. 
Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. Indeed, I do want to see how smart you are. There's a caller on the line who's going to play along that wants to tell you how much she liked liver talk. <gasps> so that's oh, exciting. Boy. Uh, but I'll tell you the topic today because it is, of course, as I know you've been celebrating National Leathercraft Day. Oh, how wonderful. So we're going to celebrate uh, leather jackets in movies. <gasps> Fun. So specific. That's good. That. That's good. good. And on the phone is Kathleen. She loved liver talk and she wants to tell you all about it. <gasps> Kathleen, Kathleen, you're live on the air. How are you this morning? Oh, nervous. Oh, well, let's, uh, before we get into the game, just to help sort of uh, calm your nerves, your thoughts on liver. Um, I understand the importance of it, Mm -hmm. but I do not like it. That's fair, Kathleen. And I do want to say I give a pass to anyone who was traumatized in their childhood by liver and onions that their parents forced them to eat. So if you have childhood trauma, I see you. I hear you. Yes. I do think maybe a fancy pate could help you get over it. Or a pill. I like two solutions. Yes. Yeah, you can do the dehydrated, the desiccated liver pills, too. Get it. Gosh, we need to work on liver's marketing. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) Kathleen, the topic today, leather jackets in movies. Would you like to team up with Elizabeth or with Stevie Boy in hopes of winning a prize? Stevie Boy. Stevie Boy. Bye. Elizabeth. Go check out the new uh, office that we, we redid everything. It's got that new car smell. It's off gassing all over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's gonna leave here. I'll be back. She's gonna smell in the new carpet chemicals back. and all that. Yeah, we'll yell for you. Okay. Uh, and then Kathleen, you and I will team up. Kathleen, what's happening after you play the game and hopefully win the game? What's next on your agenda? Uh, can you repeat that? What's next on my agenda for the day? Yeah, I'm out buying tennis shoes for. Um, just, I need new tennis shoes. Listen, sister, we all wait too long on that. We wait until our feet are aching for a few months in a row, and then we finally go and get some. Proud of you. Yes, You're doing you. it. Very good. And uh, I looked up, uh, we got a prize today. It's not a t-shirt. Oh, it my. is uh, movie passes to see a movie called Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, Monday, August 29th at Showplace Icon in the West End. I believe Jordan Peele is a producer behind this. Oh. Sterling K. Brown is in it. Oh, I Regina do love Hall. Sterling K. Brown. So it looks kind of neat. So, okay. yes, if uh, Kathleen wins, she'll be off to the movies at Showplace Icon in the West End to see Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. But first, we're going to quiz Steve on leather jackets in the movies uh, and often the people who wore them. We'll start with this one. Uh, at the end of the movie Grease, when Olivia Newton-John shows up in a leather jacket and says, Tell me about it, Stan. What song then plays? You're the one that I want. Who played leather-clad police officer turned vigilante Max Rokotansky in three 1980s movies? Eddie Murphy. And Richard Roundtree played this titular leather jacket-wearing NYPD detective in the 70s. Sam Jackson played him in the 2000 remake. Name that character. Richard Roundtree played this titular leather jacket-wearing NYPD detective in the 70s. Sam Jackson played him in the 2000 remake. Go ahead. I'm going to have to bring in the lifeline on that. Okay. Kathleen. Tough one. Hey, Kathleen. Kathleen, uh, well, let's go through them all. Do you feel good about the, the, the song sung in Greece? I, I do know that the song is, I got chills, they're multiplying. Mm. So whatever that song Jesus is. Who? 
you're the one. That yeah, yeah, that's your, that, that goes into you're the one that okay. I want. Okay, we'll go okay. with that. The next one, uh, in the 1980s, there was three films where a man played leather-clad police officer turned vigilante Max Rokotansky. Can you name that actor? Charles Bronson. Hmm. I'll go with the. Wait, what? What do you think that's in? Because I feel like that's Beverly Hills Cop one, two, and three with Eddie Murphy. Oh, oh, okay. We'll go with that. Okay, we'll go with that one for number two. Number three is okay. tricky. Three. Well, there's a little bit of a tongue twister here. Uh, when I say titular, that means uh, you know it's the the title of the film and the character are the same. Richard Roundtree played this titular leather jacket wearing NYPD detective in the 70s. Samuel Jackson played him in the 2000 remake. Can you name that character slash movie title? Uh, no. Okay. You know what? I think that's going to be okay because I think Liz is only going to get one out of three. Um, okay. I don't think she's, I think she's going to get Grease and that's it. Okay. We'll see if I'm right. We'll bring her back in now to see how she fares. I think she had an opportunity to check out the new digs here in the uh, in the MyTalk space, so she probably got to experience all of it, talk with some folks. Elizabeth, we we feel that uh, we think that we got two out of three, and we we think that you're only going to get one out of three. Okay. Okay, these are all uh, films that involved uh, a leather jacket wearing okay. character. Okay. Uh, we'll start with this one. At the end of the movie Grease, when Olivia Newton-John shows up in a leather jacket and mm-hmm. says, Tell me about it. Stop. What song then plays in the movie Grease? Mm. Okay, pass, because I'm going to go to the next one. Okay, who played leather-clad police officer turned vigilante Max Rokotansky in three 1980s films? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Okay, keep going. And then Richard Roundtree played this titular leather jacket wearing NYPD detective in the 70s. Samuel Jackson played him in the 2000 remake. Oh yeah, I do know that. I don't know the name though. Okay. Well, the, I will know the Grease one, but um, she goes, oh yeah. I forgot. It's all right. It's all right. You this did didn't your go best. great. You did your best to make sure that <laughs> Kathleen gets to see the film. <laughs> did you get any? Uh, no, I just then I gave the time and then I got all. Yeah. It, um, it's just it didn't go that great for me. But Elizabeth Reese good at a lot of things. Not quizzes. Not right. not pop culture quizzes with the timer and everything. This isn't where you shine. Right. No, although like... I'm improving, but sometimes I have a good run on this one. On the, when you start doing like characters from the seventies though and eighties, I mean that's just it's just tough for me. Rocco's a lot older than we. Yeah, I'm I'm youthful. Look Rocco's at my skin; it's like 50. barely aged. I am fifty. Uh, I really is that wild? Know, it's a little weird. Um, let me see. I can. I might be able to even play this uh, scene from the movie. Um, but I do believe Kathleen is going to be off to see the film oh. uh, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul in the, at the Showplace Icon. We'll talk more about that later. Great. Um, but here we go. Uh, this is uh, the scene in Greece. Yep. I'll skip ahead to where she's looking all hot in the mm-hmm. leather, uh, you know. They had to sew her into those pants. I, like, forget what's going to come up. She had to change for him, guys. This wasn't helping. Yep, you heard the opening beats there. Doom, doom. Yeah, yeah. Kathleen was right. It's the one that says you got. I got chills. You know, they're multiplying. Oops, there's a. There's those guys reunited, on YouTube. Um, she's Thanks, right. It was man. you're the one that I want. 
Oh, it was You're the One That I Want. I couldn't remember the title. The second one, I wasn't sure quite how to ask it, but the guy who, uh, the character was Max Rokitansky. I thought the name Max might be the giveaway there. Can you think of a character named Max? Mad Max. Mad Max, played by... Played by Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Dang. Nobody got that one. Dang. I said Beverly Hills Cop, Eddie Murphy. And this last one, Mm. kind of a toughie. I probably could have gone with... Uh, leather jacket wearing Indiana Jones or leather jacket wearing Fonzie. Mm-hmm. But I went with John Shaft. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went Richard Roundtree played yes, him in the 70s. Queen. Jackson played him in 2000. Shaft. I just saw like a little meme the other day that said um, when somebody mentioned something happened 30 years ago and my mind goes back to the 70s. I'm like, yeah, we're talking about the 70s. And then I realized they meant 1992. It and then crazy. it's like a head explosion. Isn't that wild? It is. Time marches on. I'm telling you. What is the... Uh, well, first, Kathleen, congratulations, my dear. You won. You get uh, movie tickets, all for just calling in and teaming up with the right person this morning. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Right. We'll send you the movie tickets and one premium tube of liver paste. Mm, perhaps. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We love you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> okay. You guys want to get tipsy? Or I got, yeah, I got a couple on? quick tips okay. for us. Let's Here do it. Goes. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 All right. Doobie doo. How to get rid of the Sunday scaries mm. before a new week. Good. First thing. Don't leave half-finished tasks for Monday. You're more likely to have work anxiety over the weekend when you've left something unfinished on Friday. So, try to tie up some loose ends. Don't leave things half done for Monday morning. And if you're in the middle of a long-term project, just try to finish the specific task that you've been on, like finishing the chapter in the book. That will help to reduce anxiety. Number two, Positive anticipation. This is a nice thought. Another thing that causes anxiety is dreading things about your job that you hate. So combat that by planning things to look forward to, like meeting a friend for lunch on Wednesday or maybe going to a movie after work one of those days. A plan like that can help to sort of offset the Sunday scaries. And the final step is to write it down. If you can't pinpoint why you feel kind of nervous on Sundays, start a journal or record yourself talking about it might help you figure out what it is about your job or your coworkers that makes you so anxious. Man, I did everything wrong this week. I have a rule. I try to not schedule anything on Monday mornings and not plan anything for Monday nights because then I feel like I'm like chasing the week when I did that. But alas, here I am. With you, you on yeah. Monday morning. Like, I try not to schedule any shoots, nothing. I like to just be able to, like, catch up on emails, like, to get ahead, kind of know where I'm at. Yeah. And then I've got something tonight. And um, so I don't know how this week is going to go. <sighs> but you're it feels off. a little overwhelming. I've got a, I have an overwhelming week. I have a lot on the, on the docket. You're going to start the week with me and you'll end the week with me, too. I know. Isn't I that know. great? It was very fun, but I was also simultaneously like really looking forward to spending time with you. Oh, well, that's nice. So then that worked out great. That's good. Okay, great. And then at the end of the week, we'll check in and say, how did the overwhelming week go? Yeah, it's kind of just feeling that way, though. You know, it's like mid-August. All of everyone I know in the South, they've sent their kids back to school already. I saw an Instagram post. My head almost fell off my shoulders. I know. My sister's kids are in school. They are in school. Oh. 
Yes, like they started last week. They moved to Texas, by the way. So anyway, they're in Texas. Bitsy moved to Texas? Bitsy moved to Texas last two weeks ago. You week can't and a half. just spring this on me. <laughs> Bitsy moved to Texas. Where's Jenny? Jenny's still in St. Paul. I saw her last night. She's great. But Bitsy <sighs> moved to Texas. So their kids are already in school. And right now I feel a little bit in that weird, nervous, like... Okay, the new routine's going to start in a couple of weeks. Do I have things ready? Like, do yeah. I feel like, have I planned that this is going to be a good routine? We've got like new schools, new nanny uh-huh. starting, all these new, we have a, we're going to have a real new flow for our life. Yeah. And I'm like, is this the right way? I've been laying in bed at night thinking like, is this the right thing? And the state fair is coming. And the state fair is coming. Week and a half, broadcast out there. Yeah, I kind of There's feel like lot. I've got like... A three-week Sunday scary every day. <laughs> That's not right what now. we want. That's it doesn't not feel good. No. We'll walk through it step by step. We will uh, take a quick break. When we come back, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I like Hulk him. From, of course, the Marvel world. Uh, throwing a little shade, maybe, mm-hmm. at Star Wars. We'll get an update to see how Liz is doing with her Star Wars and Marvel watching. And then uh, we'll see if we get to it. A burger question for you, Elizabeth, to answer for me. That when we return. It's Don and Steve on my talk. Welcome back. Don and Steve, the experience on my talk. Don't forget, download the app. That's what all the cool kids are doing, man. Everybody's doing it. People love it. Check it out. You can always see our listener rewards, the latest things that we happen to have there, which is wonderful as well. Elizabeth Reese is filling in today for a vacationing. Donna Valentine. Hello, Hi Elizabeth. Thank you for having me. I hey, love being here. Are you still going to do the TV show this afternoon? I am going to do the TV show. I got to deal with my hair, though, because I came in with wet hair. And then it's going to be a whole oh. reconstruction. Don't get Steve started on that. He does not like seeing co-workers with wet hair i walked in with wet hair i'm like this is how it's gonna go steve feels like he's seeing you naked <laughs> i just feel like it's a vulnerable side of someone to see you've seen me with wet hair plenty of times though we <sighs> worked together for seven years i don't know if there were a lot of times though that your hair was wet there's lots of times that i, I just feel in. that it's too close to a shower it's uh, like well, i was I took just a shower showering and i was like i gotta get kids out the door it's just this is how it goes i am supportive of you and your lifestyle but but it's not as when I see like if you walk in with wet hair or if Rocco has been known to walk in with wet hair. Where to go, Rocco? I just feel well, you and I both uh, live like 10, 12 minutes from work here. I know. I like to go with more like eight. And what? I was coming in hot. I mean, I really was today. And I was on a call for Twin Cities Live ahead. And then, I, you know, there's a lot to get done. There's a lot of moving parts in the Rymer's household. We got lots of things going on. How come you guys don't loop me in on those calls anymore, the Twin Cities Live calls? <laughs> you could get in. You could probably still get into the Zoom <laughs> I call. I, still, I, I bet you could remember that when that was a thing I during the pandemic. I think changed the code after I left. I, I don't think. know, but remember when, you know, you could, oh, yeah. it would be like send out a Zoom call invite to something yes. and then people would like infiltrate it. They would it. Zoom bomb it. They would, yes. that's what it was called. Yes. There are all these things thing. Crazy. about the pandemic that, um, are just these like cultural touchstones of things that didn't happen before and probably won't happen since, but became like this big yes deal. Like I, I did see a little run through of the of the different apparatus mm. that people would choose to use as a mask when they would oh, be yes. in a grocery store. And I saw a little collection of photos and w- the people fun. who had maxi pads <gasps> taped to their mouths no. as they were checking out at a grocery oh, store. God. I thought. That's an interesting route to go. And I want to show Whoa. respect for the intention, which sure. is like safety first mm-hmm. and let's stay healthy. Yeah. Or the man who wore a scuba mask through the produce department. So he was breathing with like the air would just come out the hole the on the top. top thinking like, so if I breathe this way, 
then I won't it's clear. receive or transmit COVID-19. Because it filters through that plastic tube. But the tube doesn't have like a filter. It doesn't. No, it's no, no. just like a hole. It just keeps you from drowning and swallowing water when you're scuba. So there were some interesting choices made in, in the name of safety yeah. at that time. I think I'm almost ready for a... For a look back, like a, a COVID documentary yeah. from the, and I don't want it to be either side of the extremist. I get it. People over here have thoughts. People over here have thoughts. Right. I want, like, can we get an even handed, like, right. here were some things we nailed. Here were some things we got wrong. We here are some agree? ways that we overreacted, that we underreacted. Yeah. Like the maxi pad thing. We could agree. Couldn't everyone agree? I think that's. That's kind of like a weird no, thing. Yes. I feel like. Because they were, there's adhesive, you know, so they're, <laughs> they're, ad, they're adhering. Yes. To one's face. You could cough like crazy, super absorbent. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, why are we talking about that? Interesting. Hey, let me tell you something about um, Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Everybody loves Mark Ruffalo. He's really great. He's a really likable I just watched 13 guy. Going on 30 again. Oh, how wonderful. I've been watching it with Bernie. We watched it and it's such a great movie. It's so cute. Well, he's going to be playing Hulk again in the new Disney Plus show, She-Hulk, Attorney mm. at Law. And he says that he is not worried about there being too much Marvel content. He said, quote, the thing Marvel has done well is that inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, just as they do with comic books, they let a director or an actor sort of recreate each piece to their own style, their likeness. Marvel generally lets them bring that to the material. But he goes on to say, if you watch a Star Wars, you're pretty much going to get the same version of Star Wars each time. But with Marvel... You can have a whole different feeling even within the Marvel universe. Taking a dig. So this is, is that shade a at little, Star Wars it's just a little, little bit? bit? It's a little, that is a little bit. He's probably right though. I mean, the other thing about Marvel is there's just so much content. So, you know, my children are, they're like driving what I consume now. Yes. So I never watched much Star Wars ever. I'd only watch Return of the Jedi. And then we got into Star Wars with our kids. Right. And now we've gotten into Marvel Marvel movies with our kids, and we we're like going back. You know, yeah, we go fine. back because we also want the things that are kind of less scary, and sometimes some of the old stuff's a little bit more campy. Yeah, like the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Oh, sure, yeah, we've watched those. And um, so for my five year old's birthday, I got him this. I ordered it, you know, and not seeing the book, this Marvel encyclopedia. It's unreal. Oh wow! It's a massive anthology i and then he's like read me this page and i'm like trying to read the pages i mean i'm a pretty good reader i read for a living i've always prided myself on my reading ability and my (laughs) my ability to like understand and comprehend what i'm reading yeah very challenging encyclopedia wow i gotta bring it to you to show you maybe i'll show you maybe i should bring bring it on on friday Friday yeah and show you because there is just it, it was a reminder though to me that there is just un limited content potential because there are hundreds and hundreds of characters and there are and every little character that they outline has this like backstory and relationship with one other obscure character but then another character that you know yeah it's wild so the content can go on they could have a whole marvel only streaming platform at some point which makes Disney so powerful. Disney doesn't care about the battle because they're like, hey, we got Marvel and we have Star Wars. Have you all. can choose the icons and the Simpsons if you want the Simpsons. I don't ever want to watch the Simpsons. Sorry. It's because your parents, like mine, outlawed it when we were children. Couldn't watch it. And if I listened to Madonna, who boy, did I get a talking to. We would sometimes watch the symptoms. Uh, the, the symptoms. <laughs> that was what my parents called them. There, what's wrong with America? <laughs> the Simpsons and In Living Color, we would watch it upstairs yeah. with a rabbit ear TV. 
tinfoil on top, mm-hmm. and one person would have to hold it off and like, hold it. You have to hold it. We'll tell you what's happening. It's Fire Marshal Bill. You're missing it. <laughs> anyway, uh, when we return, Burger Talk. That's it. I don't care. Burger Talk's happening next. I got a burger question for you. I'm going to answer. He's a foodie. That's next on my talk.